Welcome back to another episode of Cats, Chats, and Coffee. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. This is your girl, Alex. I almost actually said this is your girl, Liv, like staring at your beautiful face across (laughs) from me. Uh, This is Alex, and I am obviously here with my super awesome co-host, Liv. Hey guys. We are happy for you guys to be here, like I already said, but uh, this is going to be an episode that we chat a little bit about Liv's story, but before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about our day. How's it going? How are you doing? Doing good. It's a Sunday. We're chilling. It's... It's nice. It's a beautiful like. day outside. It act- well, it's fucking cold. It is but cold. The sun is out, and that's always nice. And yeah. We can. I heard the birds chirping this morning when I was getting our coffees, and I was like, "Oh my god, spring is around the corner." I know. Wait till you start to hear that buzz of the cricket, like that sound. <sighs> yeah. You know what that is? What? It's them having sex. <laughs> Every time you hear that, like, <laughs> like that sound of the crickets, like that typical summer sound that we all hear, yeah, they're banging. They're like, that's what that is. Why did I never know this? Yeah, I mean, I, I could like... be lying. So, like, maybe I'll Google that later. But I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Good. Well, it takes very away, active. yeah, it, like takes away that like nostalgic, like loving moment. <laughs> You're like, you know what that is? They're all just having sex in the bush. I know. I'm like. Did I want to know that information, no. or would I have been better with Sorry that? Sorry to everybody. I have just ruined your your beautiful spring. Peaceful cricket noise yeah, in the morning. Your summer sounding board, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had our coffee this morning, and actually it was so delicious. Where did you grab that from? So this morning I picked it up from Narrow, nice. which is nice and close to where I live, Will I? will not disclose my location. <laughs> well, I think you just did. I did. It's yeah. close. I obviously live downtown, but yeah. Narrows um, on Fenwick Street, right? Okay, there. She just gave it all away. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they could Google it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is on Fenwick Street. Um, but yeah, amazing, cute little spot. I love the people that run it there. And yeah. What'd you get? I got an iced Americano because... Oh, you're so exciting. Shut the fuck up. I knew she was going to... Fucking... I literally sent you a voice note this morning letting you know that I was going for my typical coffee and because my I was eyes. sleepy and I needed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, double iced Americano, vanilla shot, and oat milk. Yeah. Rated it a 10. Oh, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Every time. Truly, this is my favorite coffee in the city. Yeah. I actually bought the coffee that they purchase for my yes espresso machine yeah yeah really cool i got a chai tea latte with oat milk Mm -hmm. right that's what you got me right yeah i loved it actually those are good there same deal i was like this is like and it's so it was bagged it was like steeped so at starbucks you can get chai tea lattes but it's like a pump of chai or a scoop Mm. of chai or however this is like legit this is like an actual tea bag yeah so, which I, sometimes when I see that there's tea bags hanging out of it, I'm like, ah, oh, because I'm used to like the fake flavor of the chai versus like a real chai tea latte. But this one was really good. The the milk, oat milk to latte ratio or it's whatever like was really, yeah, like I don't have complaints. Slightly sweeter than probably I even needed it, yeah. which is interesting. I've actually noticed that with theirs. There's a really good there, but they do, because I had a chai, chai tea latte, Jesus, the other day and for some reason it was not sweet at all and yeah. I was like did you guys not put sweetener in this and it had the tea bag so yeah. I was like sometimes maybe that's like the chai tea lattes that I'm used to getting are the ones that have a little the more chai yeah. sweet flavor like pumped into it yeah it's but, like a cinnamony kind yeah. of yeah and they asked me if you wanted cinnamon and nutmeg and I said yes oh okay there I was, that's what I was picking up then because I was like huh it felt like a little bit more it's very cinna- spicy yeah it was like yeah. A, but it was like a sweet spice not like a burn your tongue spice no but so. like it has those 
those other flavors in it. As soon as I just said spice, all I could think about is like my giant pickle in the other room, the chamoy pickle, <laughs> which we won't talk about. But so there's hopefully there's new I... people that have a clue. If you're on TikTok, you know oh what I'm talking about. My thirty dollar pickle. It's but... like so trending. How could people not know yeah. that? I knew about it without even like really knowing what yeah. it was. But then yeah, Gosh, you showed me it, that's... and I'm like. Yeah, they're, I'm not getting in there. We're not talking about my pickle, but <laughs> maybe another episode. <laughs> yeah, after she tries it. Yeah. And when, we'll talk about it. But uh, yeah, I'd say Nero was really great too. I remember the first time I went there with you and I was shocked how tiny it is. It's, oh, it's so it's small. It's literally just a nook. So anyone yeah. who is interested in hitting it's up It's not Nero, like a sit down. Yeah, it's not yeah. like a study place like, you know, Cortado like we had last week. Yeah where you can we did, did we grab cortado last week is that last week yeah i think so regardless it's not one of those places you want to like sit down in because there's not really a spot but yeah it does have two little two-seater tables like off yeah. to the side in the back but they're like in this tiniest little hallway yeah. and i didn't even know they really existed for a while yeah it's very good so i definitely like i'm gonna rate mine like an 8.5 that's pretty good i know i was like my well, 8.5 no it has to be like an 8.9 not yeah. quite a nine because i'm you know, that's like orgasmic coffee, which I don't even know if it exists for me, but we'll see. Maybe we'll, keep well we're going to keep searching for you because yeah. I feel like the potential's there. But this is like, honestly, I think these are like the places where I'm probably more tied to, like those smaller, mm. quote unquote, you know, in the corner mom and pa, kind of nobody really knows about them. Yeah. If it's word of mouth that you like find it and you really like it. Yeah. I'm more of that versus like the big yeah the big brands that like everyone knows and everyone goes yeah. to and they're or super even popular. like the really popular places that open up and are like trending on you know Brunswick Street or where else like Barrington I don't know those ones that typically are packed every time you go mm. everyone knows about them they're really good though like Quimple Road has a couple of them as well which we're gonna get into because we have a whole list obviously that we want to try but yeah, yeah. Fenwick Street the what's it called again narrow narrow I was gonna call it the nook that's a different one but yeah I don't think narrow. it's the narrow I think it's just narrow narrow to be honest that's such like a small thing but like could make or break it finding totally the business could. Yeah. yeah well regardless narrow you are doing awesome keep killing it we yeah. enjoyed your coffee slash tea this morning um, yeah, we're excited. I'll be back again tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I will be back every, every morning. Day. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Well, do you want to like dive right in today? Enough with the chit chat. Yeah, I feel like there's, you let's know. Let's just do it. We don't need to, you know. Bore everyone else with our day-to-day activities. We got so much we could talk about, but yeah, also so let's much. just get to like the topic. Yeah. So like I said in my quick little intro, today we are going to talk about Liv's part. So obviously, again, thanks to everybody who listened to the last couple episodes and my story, obviously it's difficult when we kind of talk about things that are important and vulnerable for us, but Mm -hmm. I really appreciate everybody listening. If you didn't go back, check them out. Uh, This is going to be Liv's side of her kind of what happens when she falls apart. And uh, I think everybody can relate to the story and it's going to be a really interesting one. So Liv, why don't you kind of just start us off about, you know, how did you where are you from? What are you doing? How'd you get here? Like, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, totally. I mean, obviously I live in Halifax now, but I am a island girl. So yeah, I'm from PEI. Um, I'm going to kind of bring my story back to like, we're going to start around 2019 because I feel like, I mean, there's a lot that happened to (laughs) to me in my life on PEI, obviously, which we don't need to go into all of it. But yeah, like Alex said, just kind of my version of 
multiple situations where it literally felt like my life was falling apart and you know like looking back at it now being so 2019 it's 2023 for over the past four years ish um like Good looking <laughs> notice how I had to say it out loud to like I was like uh counting backtrack in my head. four years though <laughs> carry the two plus four it is 20 is it 2023 <laughs> minus three yeah literally in my head I was like don't fuck it's up all this a blur right yeah now, it's but... all a blur it, it, it honestly it really this four years feels like it's been like two but also like 10 like I don't know what's going on no seriously like going back over this like reflecting on it to figure out like to look at my story and be like what parts of this do I want to share like yeah. blah 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 it was very insightful because I'm like, first of all, can't believe we made it through all that shit, right? Like, a lot of these things that we go back to, like, when we think that our life is falling apart, like, it actually genuinely feels like it totally. in that moment. And even Absolutely. though, like, six or nine months or two years later, like, you figure shit out, like, in that moment, it it just feels like everything is so heavy yeah. and it just weighs on you so much. So, yeah, let's... Just quit beating around the bush and just get back to it. So yeah, throwback to 2019. I was living in my parents' basement. Um, I had just graduated college. I went to Holland College and did sport and leisure management. And I was living with a boyfriend at the time that I was in school. So we had just gone through a breakup and I moved back into my parents' basement. Um, this was, yeah, 2019. So I would have been Jesus, can't do the math, math again. Twenty-three. <laughs> I guess I would have been, yeah, because I'm turning twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. So living in my parents' basement, um, I did sport and leisure management. Was not working in the fitness field whatsoever. Didn't really know what I was gonna do or where I was gonna take that. And I was just went through a bad breakup. Moved back into my parents' basement at the age of twenty-three, which did not feel proud of that. Um, in my head, I was like, I'm going to save money and then I'll move out and buy myself a place or something like that. Um, but I was really just kind of like going with the flow of life and didn't really have like a future plan in any way, shape or form. Um, I'd known for a very long time, pretty much my whole life that PEI was not my end destination and I didn't want to stay there. I, (laughs) any opportunity that would come to me to get me off the island, I was like, yes, I'll take it. Um, and almost exactly that is what happened. Um, so one of my good friends from PEI actually ended up moving to Halifax and I came over for a weekend to visit her, um, with no intentions of dropping my life on PEI. And I literally came over for three days and within the three day span, I had already quit both of my jobs back home on PEI. While you were in Halifax. While I was still in Halifax. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it was, I don't like my life was, I mean, I went through the breakup. So I was really depressed at that time in my life. So anything that kind of came up, I was like jumping on it. Right. Like I just wanted any type of positive change. Well, kind of like an excuse too. Like this is an excuse to make a change, have an opportunity. Like you're here, you're like, okay, I'm going to quit my job now oh, now I don't have a job. Now I can do whatever I want sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So yeah, I took the opportunity that came to me. Um, So what that meant was within those three days, I obviously was moving to Halifax. So I literally drive back. At the time, I owned a Honda Fit. I drive back home and I start immediately packing up my shit, which wasn't really a lot of stuff because after 
moving back home, I got rid of a lot of my stuff and I was like, I'm just going to stay at home. I'm not moving anywhere else. Like just stay at home. If I don't have things, like I won't be able to live in an apartment. Totally. You also like are using your parents' stuff. You don't really, you're in your childhood bedroom, I assume. Literally can't store like furniture in there. Like I didn't have the same storage that I had in the apartment that I was living in previously. It kind of blows my mind sometimes when I think back to like when I was living at my parents, like how much stuff I didn't own. Like, mm. growing up, you don't own a lot of stuff. You don't – you have your small, tiny, like – Well, why would you need you it? You know, small bedroom with your double bed, and, like, that's it. Your, like, clothes are basically your only asset. Now I, like, look around my apartment, and I'm like, I have so much stuff. When you become an adult. <laughs> yeah, I've, like – and, like, the more space I have, the more you feel, like, obligated to fill that stuff. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely how it goes. Um, I mean, at the time, it was beneficial for me because, like I said, all I had was a Honda Fit. So – I literally you can only fit so much. <laughs> I knew she was gonna say something dumb like that. But I'm bumped. She's like looking into my eyes, like as winking, she says it. like get the joke, get the joke. <laughs> yes, you're right. Um, I didn't have to fit much into my fit, mind you. It took two trips of driving like here and back to oh, PEI wow. to get it. It was two separate trips. I didn't do it in like the same weekend because I didn't need all my shit. Um, and at the time, I had four cats and like moving them over. So I kind of skipped this part. But when my friend told me, like, I should move to Halifax, what she was actually telling me was, hey, you can come move to Halifax and you can live with me until you get your feet on the ground, until you get a job. Because I, like, I quit my jobs in the moment. I didn't find a job in Halifax and then decide I was going to move there. Was it like you guys were, like, drinking one night, like, giggling, sitting up, having your pillow fight and being like, she's like, you should move here. Oh, I'll move here. We're best friends. Oh, my God. Like, was it one of those? Well, like, not at all because that's not the type of girl (laughs) that I am whatsoever. But, like, yes, because that's what our friendship is. Like, it's so... Spontaneous. 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 (laughs) Not that. Spontaneous. Yeah, but, like... I copyright for a living, so... Yeah, I mean, it it was definitely spontaneous. And so she was living in a two bedroom. She had another roommate and she quite literally invited me to come live in her bedroom, in her apartment, in her two bedroom apartment with her until I found an apartment to live at. Did I look at rent or anything in Halifax? Did I look at the job situation? No, I didn't look into any of that. I was like, here's an opportunity to leave the island and I'm absolutely going to fucking take it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's exactly what I did. So this was in... November of 2019 that I decided to quit my life in PEI and literally up and move it to Halifax within literally a week is how quickly like this whole transition went. Um, So yeah, I get to Halifax. I'm living in my friend's bed and my friend's bedroom with her <laughs> living in my friend's bed literally, like dude I didn't I didn't own a bed yeah. for like well for like the first we lived together for probably like six months and in this situation with me living in her bed we slept in the same bed together every night every now and then I'd sleep on the couch because I was like I just need to not touch someone's leg while I'm sleeping or know that I can't move because there's a person it's beside just like me a chronic sleepover yeah, it's honestly to think about doing that at like 23. It doesn't matter who, how close you are with your friend. Like, I don't ever want to do that again. Love you to death, Em, but yeah, we're not doing that ever again. <laughs> she knows. Anyway, um, so yeah, I moved to Halifax, didn't have a job, and it took me, it took me about two months to find a job. Like, it was right around Christmas, I think. So not quite two months. Whenever I finally got, um, 
my first job. Okay, yeah, it was because I remember we had the Christmas party that I was like, I'm not going because I don't know you people. Mm. Um, so yeah, I got a job at Orange Theory Fitness in Halifax, which I was super stoked about because I was like, okay, no more serving. I'm working in a gym. I have like a little bit of fitness background. At the time, I was like a heavy gym goer on PEI and yeah, like I was big into powerlifting and bodybuilding. So I knew that like working in a gym was going to be better for me. Um, so yeah, I was super stoked about that. Finally got my first job. Uh, so this is probably December 2019, and I think we all know what's coming because a quick dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. a quick three to four months later, yeah. um, my boss is telling me, hey, uh, the whole world is probably going to shut down. You should look into getting like like a loan or something taken out or like some money because we're probably not going to have our jobs here. And I'm like, no, you're fucking kidding right? me. Right, this is before like CERB probably even came out. So oh, we had knew. like a month of shutdowns yeah, before like, we knew CERB was knew, coming. Right, like I'm sure everyone listening has their own like 2019 story where they like all of a sudden it's like wild that we as a collective like all in- it's individually have this experience. It kind of reminds me of like 9-11. If you were born at that time, it's like, you all know where you were that day. You yeah. Kinda all you know. just remember it. It's you remember this huge is, moment. Yeah, it's going to stay with us. Oh, God, when you, we'll remember this years. Yeah, turn yeah, the yeah. TV on, and all of a sudden it was like COVID-19, and people were started to wear masks, and, like, people were buying toilet paper, and, like, oh, chips crazy. were, like, it was, like, storm chips, but, like, ten times worse. Yeah, like, like it, lifetime It chips. felt like a doomsday was coming. It, it, well, it definitely was. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was obviously March 2020. I kind of skipped a little bit here because now that I'm thinking back to it, um, January 2020, I unknowingly, saying unknowingly to know, like, that COVID was coming, I obviously had no idea this was about to happen. I started OnlyFans in January (gasps) 2020. Yes! Scandal! She leaves PEI and starts an OnlyFans? What? So let me quickly explain how that happened. Yeah, like how does somebody fall into OnlyFans? <laughs> oh, I just, yeah, I started OnlyFans. It was so yeah, nonchalant. I just started in OnlyFans? Yeah. No okay, way. Well, I, don't, I don't even think I knew what OnlyFans was back then. It was so new then. At yeah. that, it definitely was not what it is now. Um, this is like three years ago, over three years ago, if you think about it. So yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, I was big into the fitness. So whenever I moved here, um, actually before I moved and briefly in PEI, I started kind of diving into modeling. And I don't even really call it modeling then because I was just, I was so new. Self-expression. I just wanted some new photos. I wanted someone to take them of me. I'd already been taking photos of myself and sharing them for a while. So it was just something new and different. And I'd always wanted to be a model, but always thought that I was like not the model fit, but that's a completely different story. So whenever I moved to Halifax, I got noticed by a couple photographers here and they reached out to me and asked me to do photo shoots. And I was like, mind blown, little old PEI girl who had no experience in modeling was like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to work with these like great photographers, blah, blah, blah. Um, And it just kind of kickstarted, which is kind of how my story into modeling kind of happened. I quickly became a huge passion of mine and yeah, I met a lot of amazing people through it. And one person that I specifically met through that was another local fitness model who had an OnlyFans. Mm. And she was, she had like double my followers on Instagram. She had like years and years of experience of modeling, like more than I did. And I looked up to her and we chatted a lot. And she literally told me, like she recommended I do an OnlyFans the same. She told me literally all she did was share her photo shoot photos on it. Like it was... And this was like 
more like a lingerie boudoir like it, the modeling was... it was like the photos of your butt that like were scandalous to post on instagram mm, back then or right. like or Insta- you couldn't you could post. because instagram was so much more sensitive yeah. and like even now it still is but it like i wasn't doing only fans i wasn't doing sex work i wasn't doing porn like this was literally just sharing the photography and the photos and the modeling that i didn't share on instagram kind of thing um so it was super like it wasn't as scandalous as everyone thought it was. Like, I don't I don't even think anyone saw my titties for, yeah. like, I don't even know how many months on my OnlyFans. But anyway, so I started my OnlyFans in January 2020, and then COVID hit in March 2020. Right. So, so you're doing it on the side a little bit while you were still working full-time at OTF. OTF, yeah. And you were like, okay well, I have a potential, like I'm, I'm potentially going to lose my real job because of COVID coming. So yep. like I have to start to think about how I'm going to make some money. And that was probably like your safety net at the time as well. It was like the only thing, like I think I eventually dropped down to four days at OTF because I hated working there. And mm. like, I am not, I don't work well when I have a boss. I don't work well when I have a supervisor or someone on my ass telling me what I have to do or like, even like I'm I work with people well but I I also don't like I just I'm not that kind of girl yeah so this was kind of my excuse to not have to work full-time I was surprised that I was making money off this um and then as soon as COVID hit OnlyFans fucking took off for me everyone's home everyone's home and not a lot of people had OnlyFans at the time I was also niche I was this new girl who came to only or came to OnlyFans came to Halifax out of nowhere and started an OnlyFans (laughs) had like long black hair and tattoos like I I stood out like a sore thumb like who's this stranger that shows up and starts an OnlyFans and like Starts making a presence out of nowhere. Well, probably easier because you didn't really know a lot of people around here. Oh, well. It's like you didn't grow up with these people. You were kind of like, I'm a stranger. I loved it. Yeah. And even now when I see people out and about in Halifax, whether it's people from PEI or people that I actually know from here that I don't talk to anymore, I'm like leave I, yeah. I don't like knowing people where I live yeah, I like yeah, to yeah. and that's like trauma from PTI totally. because I mean, I everyone knows everyone I remember feeling the same way I remember one day when I had first moved to Alberta like obviously my best friend at the time was out there and she had made it really easy for me to transition but other than her I didn't know anybody mm-hmm. and I was like driving around Alberta, Edmonton, I'd made my way from like downtown to Sherwood Park, which is a kind of like an outskirts area. And I remember just like had the window down because it would have been end of May, beginning of June. So it was quite warm. And I was like smiling and breathing that I just was like starting over. Like I got the the, the blank slate, the white paper, the, you know, open book with no chapter written. It's just you can start and do and be whoever you want it to be. That honestly is such a liberating feeling. Like moving here to Halifax and having like photographers ask me to shoot, like they opened the door to something that I never thought was possible because I was stuck. Or maybe not have been possible. Well, it wouldn't have been living on PEI. Like there's obviously great photographers there, but it's just not the same community. And I don't think like because I was a new person and yeah, like I have features that kind of stood out. So I think I grabbed a lot of attention for that reason as well. I mean, and also, also like the, the well, that's yeah. Like I was gonna kind of say that. Like yeah. you're also in a niche. You're not just like taking. It's not commercial photos. We're not well, talking about modeling like for the Sears catalog here. We're, no, God, this was fitness modeling. Yeah. I very much classify it as fitness modeling. And also, like, I don't know. 
not a lot of people were doing it back totally. then. They really weren't. Like, it's crazy to look at over the past three years and, like, how much has changed and, like, how OnlyFans has just flourished and right. now it's so saturated and it's completely different. But even modeling, like, so many more people are comfortable taking photos of themselves or getting photos of themselves done or just posting the booty picture on Instagram or on their story or whatever the fuck it is. But you know what else I'm thinking? It's like it probably it's different when, you know, that kind of stuff obviously has existed for decades, for years. Mm -hmm. But they're usually people you don't know, people in Mm. the States or, you know, across the world, celebrities, influencers, scandals of like Kim Kardashian's or Paris Hilton's or, you know, whatever, whomever it is. Mm. And when it becomes something like local, somebody you might know, Mm. it's like very different. There's probably not a lot of competition or at least if there is competition, we don't really know about it because it's a lot more of a niche, quiet community where it's like... I don't want to say underground, but like... But it, no, no, that's, I think, a really good way to explain it because that's exactly what it is. People nowadays are a lot more comfortable sharing that they have an OnlyFans. But like back then, like I think my OnlyFans was... I was posting pictures, but I hadn't shared it to anyone. Publicly. Yeah, for like at least the first month, maybe two. Like anyone that just kind of found it, I was like, okay, like, yeah, this is fine. But I wasn't advertising and like making it super apparent Um, and even that was like, I don't know, it was scandalous because I was this little PEI girl who had, has had history of being like a person who comes out about their sexuality. Like I have a whole story that we will eventually dive into about stuff that happened on PEI, um, around that. And then, yeah, I get up and move from Halifax or from PEI to Halifax out of nowhere. And then not even a few months later, I'm like back at it, <laughs> nude, naked, yeah. posing, getting all these professional photos done. And then suddenly she has an OnlyFans. Yeah. Like, I know how scandalous that. And honestly, I have to accredit like a lot of the money that I made off OnlyFans from the first little bit to exactly that. Because a lot of my followers, a lot of the pe- people like following my Instagram and subscribing were from PEI. It was yeah. a lot of people. People who are nosy. Me. They want to they wanna be able to see somebody mm-hmm. that they probably went to high school with. And they're like, and I, oh again, God, like, yeah. I remember, you know, obviously there's photos and things that go around when you're younger. And people, yep. Snapchat existed still before that. And there's, mm-hmm. we all have our, you know, I have flip phone stories and <laughs> <laughs> things that, you know, people saw that you don't want to see. And rumors go around and stuff. But, like, now you're openly, like, owning that. And you're doing it. And you're mm-hmm. you're making money from it. Yeah. yeah. It was just, it wasn't the norm back then. Um But yeah, kind of diving back into the story, like, it was my saving grace without even knowing, like, the fact that I, so I kind of skipped on this part as well, but my first, like, two months of moving here to Halifax, like, I had no income. I didn't have a savings when I moved here. I had a Honda Fit, and I moved into my friend's bedroom with her. Like, the reality was I couldn't afford to get my own apartment and I struggled to find a job for the first month and a half that I lived here, which really caught me off guard because within that month and a half, I immediately ran out of all the money that I had. Um, so thank God for my friend helping me. Like she really saved me through a lot of that. Um, but yeah, like I didn't foresee myself starting an OnlyFans or having this platform or this place that was going to bring in money for me and that was going to help me. I mean, thankfully we had Serb going through all of like the COVID thing. Like we did get helped out, but I truly would have been fucked throughout COVID 
if I didn't have OnlyFans as a backup. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it helped me a lot. It helped me to save up enough money to eventually move out on my own. It helped me to buy my own bed. Like, yeah, I got a new car shortly after moving. Like, so was this all happening while COVID was still going on? Around, like, throughout the time frame. Because COVID was happening, and I remember, like, Orange Theory, like, shut down in March. And then I can't remember the dates on, like, when it opened up and we went back. But then it shut down again, and then we went back again. So it was throughout all of 2020 was, like, just this super like up and down, but I was very lucky that my OnlyFans was doing well, like quickly from starting it started going up and going up and going up. So I started doing really well off that right off the get go, um, which was I don't know. It was my Probably saving thrilling, grace to be honest. Well, I couldn't believe that I could also make money off something like this, yeah. right? Because I I had grown up with the idea of like it's always going to be hard. You're always going to have to work for someone or you have to make something. But I didn't think that I was the kind of person who had it in me to make something enough to like live off of. Do you know what I mean? Whereas OnlyFans really helped me to change that mindset uh, and teach me differently. And like now I'm, it's three years later and I still do this job, my full-time job. And yeah, like I've learned a lot from it, like Mm -hmm. truly. Um, But yeah, to kind of get back on, timeline wise um I know I mentioned like going back to work and like then going back into lockdown and the entire time like I knew that OTF wasn't a forever job for me I was a sales associate right like working at a job and when COVID hit like working at gyms became fucking awful because the only thing you're well this goes for a lot of places the only thing your job was was cleaning it was sanitizing everything so like it didn't even, I didn't even feel like I was working at a gym anymore. And also challenged either. No, right. And like initially when I got the job there, like I wanted to do the coaching until I realized what the coaching was. And then I was like, yeah, I don't actually want to do that. I'll stay as a sales associate. Um, I have a story about that as well someday. Yeah. I don't even think I've ever told you. It's wild. But yeah, the coaches at certain gyms, Oh, it's all I'll say about that. Yeah. There's, there, there's some different people like no for offense sure. to anyone listening. <laughs> no, I mean, there, it's like anything, right? There's good people in the industry yeah. and then there's there's bad, of people course. Don't take it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so on and off working there, still doing OnlyFans the whole time. Honestly, life was not too bad. I was still living in the same place, um, except the girl who invited me to move into her bedroom with her actually ended up moving. She left uh, Halifax. So I took over her bedroom and was living with her roommate Mm. and her roommate, who was also from PEI, ended up going back to PEI during the lockdown. So I ended up living in this two bedroom apartment through all of COVID completely by myself because... You just like took over. Well, it was, it was honestly awesome. It, it saved me because I... You didn't have to like look for a new place. Well, I was there completely alone, which was great. You had your stuff already there. I mean, it took a couple months of working at OTF for me to get enough money to be able to start pitching in for rent but like at the start I couldn't pay a cent for it and she just yeah she carried me through that whole like time frame um but yeah so eventually that friend moved out and I was just living in this two-bedroom apartment with this other girl um which it was fine all through COVID I really like a lot of people obviously I I wasn't okay with how the world was doing but being in isolation at home like I was kind of okay with that our, driving our gym like they let us take equipment home the first lockdown the second lockdown they didn't which was fucked but anyway so I got to like work out at home and I'm such a homebody and an introvert so it was like right up my fucking alley so 
through most of that time frame of 2020, I was doing, I was doing well. I was doing really well. And I think, I can't remember again, the timeline of like when the second lockdown ended, because I remember this was the second time we went into lockdown and we were opening up again and we were going back to work. And I think I was only back to work for like three weeks and this lined up to January 2021 so like a full year almost of lockdowns Mm. and uh I got fired um I got fired because I was caught you guys can't see me I'm doing the air quotes finger bunnies air quotes quotes. I don't know why but they look like bunnies (laughs) I was doing air quotes yeah I got fired for working another job under this job's hours and I have no shame in sharing this story because I cannot stand the owner of this business. Yeah, and fair. He absolutely knows that. Fair and enough. We did not have great blood the entire time I was working there. It was one of those situations where the boss wants you to be fired the second you get hired. Yeah, you just like butt heads. He just, him. he hated me. He really, truly did. And I don't know why. I think it was because I like purposely went against all of his like rules and whatnot. I'm kind of... Again, I don't work well for people. (laughs) She doesn't like authority people. (laughs) Okay, well, one of his... Yeah, we don't have to get into that. That's a whole other thing. But yeah, anyway, so I got fired from this place because I was caught opening up on the computers, opening up like a training app, which it absolutely was a training app. But the only client that was put into it was me. I was showing one of my coworkers what my gym routine was that day, like literally what I was going to be training after work. And at, at only or at only yeah. <laughs> at orange theory at orange yeah, theory yeah, i was yeah. on their computer opening up a different training app to show my workouts and they he saw me on the cameras and claimed that i was working another job they were you know they were so, just well, how would you even been working that other job it's not like it was your app your training like you weren't telling other people how to do this that's right? like i was so confused you weren't making money from this no nope. you were paying for this there app. wasn't even any clients on it it was it was my workout routine like yeah. it was my only thing and funny enough because after I got fired, I ended up using that app to then start training clients. You were so like, well, if you give me the idea, I might as well take it run. Yeah, I was like, well, fuck yeah, let's do it. Um, so yeah, they were essentially just looking for a reason to fire me. Um, and I probably should have quit because I knew that I didn't like working there. Everyone knew that I didn't like working there. Like it wasn't a surprise. Um, you kind of were just there for the paycheck. Well, and a lot of people do that. Right. So I was trying to, to get by. Um, but yeah, after losing my job, I was, I was kind of fucked. Like he, he literally fired me. Like he, he didn't lay me off so that I could go and find another job throughout right, COVID. Like right, he right. straight up fired With me. Yeah, yeah. But also the, the letter or whatever that he sent me afterwards did not mention anything to the actual reason as to why they told me over the phone they were firing me. Yeah, I tried to fight it, but it, they covered their ends or whatever. Yeah. They did the bare minimum they yeah. had to, which is so fucked. Um, and also just to like do that to someone who had been working for you for almost a year throughout all this COVID shit to put them like high and dry in the middle of COVID with like, you know, I was and like, didn't even want to like have a, Hey, let's sit down. Let's talk with this first. Let me understand what no, was happening. They called me on my day off yeah. and fired me and told me not to come in the next day. So I like, I truly had didn't no even have a chance to explain. Nope. And I was fired by the manager and then I immediately called my boss because I was like, where is this coming? Like, this is not true. The facts that you're telling me are not true. You can even ask the coworker I was working with. Like, I wasn't working another job. I was 
Anyway, it was a whole fucking ordeal. But point of the story, I lost my job in January 2021 and I didn't have a backup. I had OnlyFans. Thank the fucking Lord for that because that is quite literally the only thing that put food on the table for me or how, allowed me. how was your OnlyFans doing at this point? You've been on it for now a year almost. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I'm... I could ask you, like, on average, how much you were making, how many fans did you have? Like, what are you willing to share? Like, how can we get an idea of, like, how you were doing in comparison to maybe somebody else who was just doing it for fun? Like, is able to pay your rent? Was it able to pay your car payments? All of that stuff. It was... What I was making at that time would not have been enough to pay for my bills and my car and everything like that. But because I lost my job, it put me in this situation of... I either put way more effort and energy into my OnlyFans and actually try to pursue this as a thing. Because the whole time it was just a side hustle for me, right? It was like, just like extra like spending money. It totally was. Yeah. Well, it wasn't spending money because it was, it was paying my bills still and it was paying off all the debt that I had put myself in from moving here and not having a job for two months. Yeah. Um, but it was... it Like I didn't have to put a lot of energy. It wasn't like... I finished working my day job and then went home and put another three hours in every night to OnlyFans. Like it was, it was just kind of going, it was doing its own thing. I had lots of content coming in because I was doing tons of photo shoots at the time. I also wasn't doing explicit content in any way. So I didn't have to, there was a lot of things that I didn't have to worry about compared to where I am now. Like looking back, I'm like, wow, that was so easy. It It really, so like simple compared to what a full-time career in in this industry is. Totally. But it also has to do with the fact that it's, it's so like out there. It's just a random job. Like not a lot of people do this kind of, well, now I would say a lot of people do sex work. And I'm sure lots more than we even would have any, like, Oh, and you tons know. did it before OnlyFans was Bobby a thing. Bobby Joe down the dairy aisle probably has her own. She's like oh, a yeah. mom of four and has her own secret tons OnlyFans. Tons of people have these like secret yeah. stories or their secret OnlyFans or secret sex work that they've Kinks, done behind. Things like that. We don't oh, yeah. know what There's people's personal lives so are. There's so much more of that going on in the world than people realize. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so in January, it put me in this situation of do I want to get another job or do I want to pursue OnlyFans? So I looked, obviously. It was in the middle of covid things weren't great, you know, like there wasn't really a lot of options. (laughs) Oh my God. It was, it was fucked. I did try a little bit, but as soon as I noticed that I started actually putting effort into OnlyFans and being more present on there and advertising it more, it started to pick up. So I was like, okay, I have some control here. I can, it's, I've had so many people ask me over the years, like, oh, should I start an OnlyFans? Like, how well do you do? And I'm like, you do as well as you choose to do. Mm-hmm. If you choose to put in time, it will pay off. Yeah. And it has to be consistent. But yeah, like, and I think people have this, like, misunderstanding that you have to, like, look a certain way or have a certain yes, size. which is also not true. Or have a specific kink like I I mean obviously I'm not in that world but I know enough I've seen enough I'm yeah. a grown-ass woman I understand you're not it. yeah I might you know you're in it I have a couple other friends I know actually have have only fans so I, I know enough that it's like you could be what somebody would consider not an attractive person at all and be making bank yeah, yeah. off of this well stuff. there's a niche for everything Absolutely. and like yeah it it you, you can, can literally be just putting your feet in that's a thing too (laughs) yeah lots of people love the feet content it's like wild to me so like going down that path and like learning about that stuff it blows my mind what people will pay for these days blows my mind it's been very eye-opening over the past few years I will say that for sure yeah so somebody who is an attractive woman who had a certain physique like has a, a specific 
you know, kind of content, you're, you're starting to kill it. You're starting to do well. And it's probably fueling that fire. You're getting a lot of validation. You talk about like how starting this kind of job started to make you feel on the inside. Like what were you feeling when you started to pick that up? Mm, that's a really good question. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I, I do want to tie that into this. 